Hello there, I am Lee Hedgepantelis, the Principal of Bryden's Lawyers, and welcome again to LawPod episode 25. Now, we have previously spoken with some members of my professional staff, young solicitors who come through the ranks, and today we have another two of those to join us, and I'm very pleased to welcome George Azzi and Sarah Bell Bagley. Welcome to you both. One of the things of which I have been particularly proud of over the years is to witness the young solicitors who come through the ranks, either as law clerks or as paralegals, and through their studies have been able to graduate into the role of a solicitor. And my experience has been that the most successful of all the solicitors with whom I have had the pleasure of working at Bryden's Lawyers have been those who have come through the ranks and have learnt from the ground up. And I am pleased to say that this includes, of course, Sarah and George. Now, we'll give you an opportunity for you both to introduce yourselves, and we'll start with you, Sarah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been with Bryden's Lawyers and where you work, in what division and what do you do for us? Okay, thanks Lee. So I've been with Bryden since 2016. I commenced studying after working at Bryden's for several months and I've basically finished my law degree while here and I work in the Workers' Compensation Department under John Matthews who's very experienced and has been my mentor over the years. Excellent. And what about you George? You've been with us for some time as well. I also joined the firm in 2016. As you said, I've come through the ranks. So I work predominantly in the litigation team in our commercial division. That's a team that takes care of all the files or matters that go through to court. I really enjoy doing that. So both professionally satisfying and personally rewarding. Excellent. Now, you two are amongst the group of the most recent admissions who are working here at Bryden's Lawyers. I think you were both admitted, weren't you, on the 10th of July? Yes. Yes. Now, unfortunately, because of the imposition of the COVID-19 pandemic, there was no admission ceremony in the Banco Court of the Supreme Court, as is traditionally the case. Mm. Your admissions were online? That's correct. Okay. (laughs) How did you both feel about that? It was sad. (laughs) I remember when we found out that they were cancelled for sure and there was no chance of it being, you know, potentially happening. It was quite sad because that's one thing that you go through law school and you speak to other graduates and you speak to lawyers who have had the opportunity to go through the admission ceremony and it is so prestigious and it's such a traditional step to the commencement of your employment and your career as a professional lawyer. So it was quite sad that it didn't happen, but it was, it was fine nonetheless. It still means the same thing. I'm still admitted as a solicitor. Oh, absolutely. And what about you, George? How did you feel about it? Yeah, it, it was a bit disappointing, but nonetheless, you know, small family celebrations and, and gatherings, I guess, made it a very special event nonetheless. Now, prior to that, of course, I think you, Sarah, you missed out on a graduation ceremony as well, did you? Yeah, 2020 has been a great year. I graduated early 2020. That graduation ceremony was also cancelled. I don't actually know when it will ever be rescheduled, if ever. That was sad, but I thought maybe I might have the admission ceremony to look forward to, and that didn't happen either. Well, hopefully the universities will provide a ceremony of a type, and that the Law Society will also do something for all those who are admitted throughout Mm. the course of the year. So, although you missed out on the admission ceremony, I would hope that the employer would have been kind enough to have taken you out for a celebratory lunch. Yes, that did happen. He did do that? <laughs> he it did. Happen, what yeah. a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful human being. It was yeah. a nice lunch. Wonderful, wonderful human being. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the work that you do. Now, Sarah, you told us you work in the Workers' Compensation Department yes. under John Matthews. You've been there for some time. Yeah, basically since I started at Brighton. I have past experience in personal injury anyway, but workers' compensation is something that I now intend to specialise in. It is definitely something that underpins the inherent right of workers in Australia to feel safe when attending work. It amazes me how many workers injure themselves due to the negligence of others and their employers. But I enjoy helping those who cannot navigate their way through the complex workers' compensation system because it, it undergoes many changes every few years it basically.
basically changes. And where a worker is entitled to compensation, I want to help that worker get what they're in rightfully entitled to. No, well, that's very, very pleasing to hear because I speak very highly of workers' comp solicitors because that's where a lot of great advocates and litigators cut their teeth in workers' comp. And I can't think of anyone more worthy than those who are part of the workforce and injured in circumstances beyond their control and entitled to the miserly benefits that are available under the current schema, which are being reduced at all times, but we'll try and avoid moving on to some sort of political and philosophical complaint now because yes. people hear me, hear me complain about that all the time. But you're right, though. Workers are the backbone of this country and have been that includes my parents who worked for many many years and others as well and you want to make sure that those people are well looked after and as I say I have a lot of time in regard for workers comp solicitors. Now George you started off in our personal injury division as yes. a paralegal law clerk and then graduated from there into our commercial division. Yes that's correct. And how have you found working in the commercial division? I found it very rewarding to work in the personal injury division and I must say that that hasn't changed moving down into the commercial law division. You're representing different interests of clients, not necessarily those of which are physically injured, but more so have been adversely affected by commercial or, or transactional issues. So nonetheless, it is equally as rewarding. It's just defending and protecting different interests. No, absolutely. Look, I think, as I say, each area of law calls for a different area of specialty, a different kind of approach to it and whatnot. Personal injury has always proven very attractive to me because I, I have that affinity and, and empathy for those who have been injured and the like. But that's not to say that I don't enjoy doing commercial and superannuation and family and the like, which I've dabbled in a bit over the years and even of recent times. But the law is the law. And as I say, it's a question of how you apply it and the, the facts and the circumstances. And that's the challenge, I think, of being a lawyer. And I'm very pleased to hear that you're both enjoying that. You are both obviously very intelligent and very articulate young people and would have had every opportunity in the world to do whatever you had chosen to do as a career or a vocation. Why the law to begin with? And has there been any regrets whatsoever on your part that that was the career path chosen by you. Sarah? Definitely no regrets. It's probably the biggest achievement I've made in my life. I've always had an interest in politics and the law. Growing up during high school, I used to read legislation for fun. I tried to make sense of it. I didn't really know what was happening, but I joined the research. I'm the first in my family to attend university and obtain a degree and become somewhat a professional. It was never an avenue that seemed achievable for me growing up, but I was always participating in the school debate teams, school parliament, and extracurricular activities that involved that type of field of interest. But I didn't seek out a legal career to begin with. I sort of just fell into it via a traineeship, and a lot of people told me that I was good at my job and I should progress it further. Well, to our benefit. And you, George? Well, I've always had an appreciation for the intellectual rigour and the level of commitment demanded of the profession. And from a very young age, I was surrounded by many relatives that were part of the profession. So I guess that really incited my desire and kind of propelled me in the direction of becoming a legal practitioner. It's always interesting to hear what inspired people to become a lawyer, whether it's that they have family members who practice law, or it may have been some involvement with the law, a difficult circumstance. We have a solicitor here whose father himself suffered serious injury and he witnessed that claim himself firsthand and how difficult it was, and that inspired him to do law and actually practice in personal injury. From my perspective, there was no one in my family who practiced law, but I am told by my mother, who is the font of all knowledge that it was a TV show called Petrocelli that inspired me to practice law because it was one of the first words that I actually learnt lawyer. No. So that's a bit interesting. Whether it's true or not remains to be seen, but that's that's the story. Yourselves, I mean, just something a little bit in you know, the left of centre. Any TV shows or any sort of programming that inspired you, or perhaps something that you thought maybe might have had some role to play in your decision? Growing up, I don't really remember watching many 
law-based TV shows, but Law and Order was always on. There was something that is very interesting to watch and it seems to have about 50,000 seasons. But I really like Suits and How to Get Away with Murder, which are obviously based in America and they're highly dramatised, but they're good for entertainment. But there is an Australian perspective and there's a series on Netflix called Rake and it focuses on a Sydney-based criminal defence lawyer, which is quite interesting because he pushes the limits. But that, that's a good Australian perspective for a legal entertainment industry. You, George? Oh, I must say I can't get past 12 Angry Men. It's a bit of an old one, but I think it's a fantastic... Is um, that the original version? The original version. The, um, original, the black was, and white version. Yes, yes, it was on TV only recently. Do you, know, do you know any of the actors in it? I probably can't name the actors, but I, I do know the storyline very well. Yeah, Henry yeah. Fonda had the lead role. Lee yeah. J. Cobb, all of those were in it. That's a fabulous, fabulous movie. Yeah. All right, that's, that's very good. The only complaint that I have about watching too much TV, and especially American law programs, is that some of their terminology seems to be leaking into use here in Australia, which I take great offence to, and as did my mentor, Ian Edward Bryden, who, of course, is no longer with us. But Ian, his blood would boil when he would hear terms such as recuse, that someone would recuse himself. Well, we don't use that, of course, in Australia. It's disqualified. Judges don't recuse themselves from trials. They are disqualified from any further involvement in the trial or any suggestion that people take things under advisement we don't do that you know we we adjourn proceedings so so I'm very much a traditionalist I like to think that we keep our traditional terminology served us well for over 200 years and I don't see why we need to be influenced necessarily by law and order special victims unit or Ali McBeal or one of those other shows and whatever all right so we we understand now we have a better understanding of your decision-making process to become lawyers and what it means for you and the practice of law and the like but practicing as a lawyer you have to practice somewhere and you both have chosen to practice at Bryden's lawyers. Now, of course, try to ignore for the moment the fact that you're being interviewed by your direct employer, <laughs> the person who signs those checks every Wednesday evening. But what is it about Bryden's lawyers that attracted you and why are you here? So I started studying while working at Bryden's after several months, as mentioned earlier. From the get-go of studying, I received their full support in my career progression. It was definitely supported in the avenues that I had while studying and then post-studying. I'm blessed to be able to work amongst so many experienced solicitors who have offered their guidance and they're more than happy to help me out as a young lawyer, especially John Matthews, as I said, who's been my mentor for quite a few years now. And the support has really helped me push through my studies and secure a solicitor role here at Brighton's. Well, I started with the firm approximately four years ago now and since then I've been provided with you know, a consistent degree of support and opportunities to diversify and grow and develop, you know, moving from personal injury to commercial law is an example and an environment like that is the ideal for any young professional. Now George, you also follow the NRL? I do. Is it our involvement with the NRL that may have attracted you to Brides Lloyd? Is that what it was? It wasn't our sponsorship with the Tigers unfortunately, but nonetheless the NRL, yes. Well, apart from the West Tigers, what is there else to consider? I mean, I, am I to take it that you're going to suggest for some moment there that you, you actually follow another team? Is that what you dare suggest? Uh, one that we do affiliate with. Which one is that? South Sydney. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. That's, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We do enjoy a sponsored partnership with South Sydney. So uh, unusual. What's the background to that? What's the, why South Sydney? I grew up in Mascot. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. That, that explains it. I have no qualms with people who actually have an affinity for a yeah. club that represents their area and the like. For me, it was somewhat different. I met a footballer when I was very young, and that influenced my decision then to follow the team that I do, but there's always some reason for it. Look, this has been most enjoyable from my perspective. As I say, it is rewarding beyond words to be able to witness young students at law come through the ranks, progress into the professional ranks. I have said to you both, as I have said to every other member of the professional team, that the practicing certificate that you hold is exactly the same practicing certificate that I hold. You should relish it, you should revere it. It is a worthy achievement. 
of which you should be very proud, as should your family. It is an honourable profession. Sometimes we don't get the, the press that we deserve and sometimes for good reason, but it remains an honourable profession. We are advocates and as I've said, we are motivated by the fact that we speak for those, particularly the work that we do here, for those that cannot speak for themselves. So I, as an employer, am incredibly proud to have you both as a member of my professional team and I hope that's the case for many, many years to come. So thank you very much for joining with us today. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, and thank you to all for listening again to Law Pod episode 25. There will be another Law Pod episode next week, of course, but if you have any particular interest in a subject matter, please let us know by emailing us directly to lawpod at brydens.com.au and do not forget to follow us on all social media platforms, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or Reels, which I understand is the new Instagram version of TikTok, something that we need to have a look at very quickly. So tune in for next week's guest, who will be someone well known to all of you. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.